The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! <laughs> you think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I mustn't have been paying attention. When you were just copying me Alrighty, hey, how you guys doing? I'm Tom Duggan here on the Paying Attention Podcast. We were hoping to have some numbers today for our April ratings, but uh, Dave is on vacation in the Dominican, and it's a good thing he didn't bring me with him. What is that? Sorry, we got a little distraction here. Um, so I'm, I'm a little disappointed that he didn't bring me, but if he had brought me to the Dominican, I wouldn't have come back. So... Um, I think that may explain why he didn't bring yeah, you. Yeah, probably why he didn't bring me. Because you, you get me out of this environment for even like five minutes, and my body's going to be like, oh, this is what a normal life looks like? Yeah, you don't want to go back to what you were doing. Are you going to be the kind of person who all of a sudden just picks up and moves to Florida for the rest of At your life? At some point, yeah, maybe. Yeah? I actually okay. did that once before. I moved to mm. Davie, Florida, and I was there for about almost a year. And then I moved to Opelika, Alabama, and I was there for another year. And uh, where is Davie, Florida? Never heard of it. It's about five minutes west of Hollywood Beach. Oh, on the East Coast. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and it was great. I, I actually really loved it. It was very difficult to get used to the fact that everything is a one story and everything mm. is square and flat. Yes. Right? There's no such thing as like a two story, three story. There's no, you never yeah. have to use your emergency brake. Everything no. is flat. Um, but yeah. uh, but yeah. other than that, I actually enjoyed it. I used to get up every single morning, drive to Hollywood Beach or Dania Beach. And watch the sun come up, watch the cranes come down and eat, eat uh, scoop the fish out of the water. And just sit there and completely marvel at how beautiful it was. And then, uh, and then I had to come back. Grandpa had a stroke. I had to come back here to take care of Grandpa. I never went back down. But, hmm. uh, but I, I loved it. And you're right. At some point, if I ever leave this environment, the chaos that is my 18-hour work days, you're probably never going to see me again. Because once I'm, once I'm out of it and, and I actually start to feel like a normal person and mm. get to relax and do, uh, do stuff for me, I, I'm going to be like, yeah, why, why would I go back to that? I lived in Tampa for five years. Did you really? You, yeah. What yeah. did you do down there? Oh, I, well, I went to... School? I finished school down there. I sort of went from college to college when I was younger. Just uh, I had wanderlust when I was younger. I, gotcha. I ended up in Florida, stayed there for five years, um, then finally came back and... Yep. Uh, I, I, before that, I, I lived in California, so I've lived on really you know, the two, um, you know, gr- best suppose, supposedly. So it doesn't best seem like you in California country. would work very well. Los Angeles, California. Yeah, so I, I lived in North Hollywood for a couple of years. No kidding. Yeah. and you didn't Absolutely. get discovered or anything. And I tried. You did. Yeah, probably. I didn't try hard, but yeah, I tried. Yeah, you're probably singing that friggin' unicorn yeah. song. Uh, that song I did not sing. No, no. all right, because yeah. that'll kill anybody's career. All right, so hey, you're listening to the Paying Attention Podcast. If you're watching right. us on YouTube or you're listening to us on, what's the laundry list, uh, Jonathan? iHeartRadio. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Spreaker. There's a whole host of there's them. There's a whole bunch there's of about stuff. about 30. Google pod- Play. Yeah, the, there's about 30 of them. <coughs> Excuse me. 
So if you're listening on one of those, welcome. So we normally do... And if you're listening live, welcome. Yes. So we normally do a show about... <coughs> oh, excuse me. Choking to death. I'm trying to get Smoke, over a cold smoking, it's awful. Sm- smoking and lung cancer. We usually do a show about... Well, maybe we should do a show about that, actually. No, thank you. No? All right. I'm going to need a minute. All right, so let me sing a song as, as, as uh, Tom is coughing what his head off. What is the uh, unicorn song that he was referring to? Because I'm, I'm not familiar with uh, that The one. unicorn song is an old Irish tune. Um, it's Gosh, if you heard it, you'd know it. Um, Tom, how would you explain the unicorn song? It's an, it's an Irish fable song yeah. about, uh, the, about how, why you never see any unicorns today. About the, it's about Noah's Ark. Gotcha. And, yeah. um, you know, Noah called all the animals, but the unicorns were too busy yeah. playing. Yeah, so and they kept not. ignoring Noah. And then eventually, at the end, it's just, it's, you know, it's suicidal, depressing, thinking about those poor unicorns watching the Noah's Ark drifting away. And, yeah. and that's it. And, and that's it. That's why you they never missed see the boat, literally. Every day. Thank <laughs> you. They literally missed the boat. <laughs> and that's what the song is about. The cough is a very interesting sound, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, it's, 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 it's great on radio. Um, isn't it? Well, it's, it's, it's interesting live, too. You know what's very interesting? The sneeze. Ever see a baby sneeze? Wow. There's nothing, there's nothing more interesting than a baby sneeze. You know what I'm talking about? I'm, I'm familiar. I, I would a, like to see it slowed down in slow motion so you can watch yeah. their, their jowls just shake. <laughs> yeah. And all, and all the, the, the tiny liquid pellets coming out of their mouth. Yes. Wow. We'll get to the show sooner or later. What show? Uh, this one. So oh. normally we talk politics. We talk about news. We talk about local events. Um, we expose people we expose for who they are. That we do. We do. We get sued for it, too. Um, but uh, today we want to do something a little different. A few years ago, we did a show when we were on CAP about relationships. And it turned out to be one of our best shows ever. Um, partly because we were taking phone calls. And my ex-girlfriends were calling and going, that's not true, because when we were together, that's not... So it became, like, really funny. Um, but Paul and I had a really great discussion about it, and we've been kind of talking about this, and thought maybe today we'd do a light, light-hearted show about relationships. So, Paul, you're married now, right? And we were talking about this before we went on the air. Yes. You're, you've been married now for five years. You've been in jail five for five years. I've been married for five years. You're in prison. Yes. And how has your life changed? How has your outlook on life changed now that you are... Because you were, you were, you're, you're about a little older mm. than I am, right? And you've never been married before. So this is That's like the correct. first time you've ever been married. Yes. And so how did, like, how did your whole outlook on life change? I wouldn't say my outlook on life changed, but it, my life became a lot more peaceful. Peaceful? Yes. That, never, this is not an answer I've ever heard from anybody that's ever gotten married. So please enlighten oh, abso- us. No question about it. It's, it's like you're always looking for that missing piece. You know what I mean? In your life, you're always looking, ever since kindergarten. No. You're sort of looking for that, that other half to, to fulfill you, to uh, not to fulfill you necessarily. To but to, you. To, yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. So, you know, you grow up, you're, you're sort of, you always have that half an eye looking for what that. What do you mean, we, Kimusabi? Uh, everybody. Everybody. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking in general. Okay. Yeah. Collectively. Yeah. Okay. Collectively. Fair you go, enough. Fair you go enough. through adolescence, you're depressed, you don't have that. You know, we, we create this enlongened adolescence in our culture today, 20th and 21st century America, where you don't get married at, uh, at late teens anymore. You have to wait until you're late 55? 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. How old are you? Do you mind me asking? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> See, I always try to make pretend I'm 20 years younger than I am. So if I expose the truth, then, right. then that, that's all. Well, over. you know what's funny is that, like, I'm okay. I, I'm 51, right? And I still think of myself as like 30, 
right? I still yes. behave like I'm 30. I still, because mm. I'm single. I've always been single. I've never been married. Uh, I've been All right, to, uh, to quickly answer your question. Yes, it's, it's, quickly answer my question, Paul. It, it has given me more peace because um, I have found my vocation. I guess that's the quick answer. My you know, vocation for which I am, I can, enter, I, I can um, direct my life and love energy to for the rest of my life. Now, if anybody else had said that, I'd say they were full of shit. <laughs> but I believe it from Paul. Like, I really do believe it from Paul because I've known him now for, like, what, 15 years? And I knew him when he was single. Now I know him now, now that he's married. And he's always had that, like, I need to find that one perfect love that completes me, that we can walk hand in hand on the uh, beach before God. I, I've never said anything like that to you, have I? Uh, I don't remember. You've never that. said those words, Mr. Right. Politician, but right. that was the all sentiment. Right. That was certainly the sentiment of what you were looking for, right? You I were looking for that no, one no. perfect person. I believe everyone is looking for that. Yeah, not me. Yes, you. No. Yes, you no. don't know. It. You don't know. Oh, it. I want it, but I don't know that yes. I want it. Okay, all right. Yes. Okay, enlighten me. All right. Apparently, you know me better than I do, which I'm not saying is impossible either, by the way. <laughs> I think you have been brought up in a, a family that was, uh, the families were a little broken. They were imperfect, like most families, but, and you um, had some um, less than happy situations with members of the opposite sex and some bad relationships, and I think it's... Well, talk about candy coating it. I think it's tainted your uh, outlook uh, regarding whether relationships can last a lifetime. And you just haven't, you haven't seen a good model of that. So you're thinking to yourself, that's just idealism. It's not, it's not possible. I'll yeah. just remain single and continue to live a self-centered kind of life. He's not that far off, Jonathan. Like, he's close. He's, he's got you uh, dialed in he's pretty close. He's, he's not, he's not com he's, He doesn't have it completely, but he's close. See, I'm not against the idea of getting married. Yeah. I'm right. not against the idea of being in another long-term relationship. I was with Paula for 11 years. I was with Penny for four. I was with Sherry for four. Um, so I'm not against the idea of being married. I'm not against the idea of being in a permanent relationship. What I'm against is looking for that, endeavoring for that. Oh, it's Every not. woman that I meet, like you go on a first date and it's almost like a job interview. It's like, how many kids do you want to have? Where do you see yourself in five years? Like they're interviewing you for their potential perfect mate. What's wrong with that? Everything is wrong with that. Everything. Because first of all, that's never going to work, right? You, Just think you could have saved yourself 11 once, years if you did that. Once I, once I surrendered myself to not wanting that, like if it happens, it happens and I'm yes. okay with that. But if you're trying to, you're, you end up trying to fit a round peg into a square hole. And I would rather just sit with someone and just learn about them and, and just find out who they are and find out, you yeah, know, what another, makes them, find out what makes them tick. It. I don't want to, I'm not, I never go on a date thinking, is this the person I'm going to marry? I've had women go on dates with me, though. Admit later Look. on that when they go on first dates, that's what they're looking for. They want to know, like, on a first date, oh, geez, he did that one thing that I really don't like. I could never marry him. And then they're looking at their watch the rest of the night. It's like, well, then just please leave. Women today have been conditioned and brought up in a sexual revolution world in which their antenna is very high, thinking to themselves, is this guy, does this guy want to use me? Or is he open to really caring about me? Right. Well, here's that's, the answer. That's what they're caring. That's the they're you, they don't need to do any of that. All he right. wants to use you. That's the answer. You don't, need to, you don't need to study it. You don't need antennas for that. 99% of the guys out there really just want to use you. And then if it works uh. out, they're okay with it. But, but, but wait, most wait. guys are just looking for sex. That's just, the, that's just the way that it is. And why do we pretend that that's no, – why is it bad to 
recognize that, and why do we pretend that's not the case? Well, the word just is the problem. I mean, every relationship that ends up in marriage ends up with it, as a sexual relationship. So there's no problem with that. The right. question is, is that all you want? Right. And when you find something better, will you go to that? And, you know, while you have this, will you look, be looking for others right. also? That kind right. of thing is the is the right. I guess. <laughs> the way I that guess. you're looking at me is funny. I have um, no idea. So do you think it's I think she's already decided she definitely <laughs> does not want in on this relationship, on this discussion. <laughs> she doesn't have to ask any questions. Do you yeah. think that the, the world of social media and the world of instant gratification, where the very people listening to our podcast, if they don't like a section, they can skip ahead. Right. Or if they want to listen to it again, they can rewind it immediately. When we grew up, TV was live. Some right. of us later in life ended up with a VCR, and it was a big deal because you could fast ah, forward through commercials. That was right? exciting, yeah. Mm-hmm. But now it's instant. With your DVR, you can lightning fast get through the commercials and you can get exactly mm. what you want when you want right. and how you want it right. do you think that people are transitioning that into their relationship or at least attempting yeah. to well, we're in an ADD culture <coughs> I think that's part of it we're in an ADD culture and um, and I've noticed like because I date a lot I'm, I'm, I'm a single guy and I uh, you know I do what I do and there's a lot of times where like, I'm on a date with somebody, and, like, they'll ask me something about myself, and I'll give an answer that I, it's clearly they're not happy with the answer, or it wasn't the answer that they were expecting. And then, like I said, they're looking at their watch the rest of their life. They're, they're like, you know, they're, yeah. they're looking to get out of the date. It's like, uh-oh. Which is why lunch dates are great, because lunch dates, we were talking about this on Facebook last night, lunch dates are great because there's no expectation. Everybody knows, everybody has something to do after, right? Hmm. So there's no expectation he's going to walk me home, he's going to kiss me goodnight. There's none of that. It's just kind of get to know each other. And I think it's yeah. important... I think it's far more important if you're single and you're dating yeah. to sit down with somebody in a non-threatening environment without any expectations afterwards and just kind of like get to know each other. Just talk. Yes. Find out what each other's about. You know, check well, each other's for, for, body for, for what end? For no end. No, there's an end. No. No, there's no an end, end for No, everything. no, for yes. no end. No, see, that's, that's what... That's, every action has an end. That's where single people get it wrong. No, I'm just talking about every action has an end. You're, you're sitting here for what end? To communicate annoy what you. you want to other people. No, I'm only here to annoy you. That's so, why I come here. So the question is, for what end do you want to get to know this woman? Well, you want to get to... Listen, I, I love people. Okay. So you want to make a friend. How, how did he buy that, Jonathan? I don't know. I, like, he's known me for 15 <laughs> years. I, I was I, waiting for him to fall <laughs> off his chair. That was a total setup, and you fell for it. Um, no, I it, guess I wasn't listening close enough no, I guess you, I guess yeah. you weren't. Um, to what end? I don't, I don't think there always has to be an end. In fact, I think it's better if there's no end. Sometimes it's, just get, it's good to get to know people. I've dated a lot of women, one date, and it's never worked out. But then you run into them somewhere else, right? Like I, I drive around, and I chase police calls in Lawrence for the paper and for the live podcast. Um, we go to murders, we go to fires, we go to, and you know, I've dated five different women who work at Lawrence General Hospital. Okay. All right. So we were, three of them, we went on one date and it didn't work. Um, another one, I went on three or four dates and it kind of didn't work and we stayed friends, right? And then one I okay. dated for a lot longer um, and then we just kind of went our separate ways because we just, our personalities were different, but we stayed okay. friends, right? Yeah. So now there's a shooting in Lawrence two nights ago, a guy okay. got killed. Right? We were right there. We got the video. We've got everything, right? And we didn't know he was dead because they were doing CPR on him at the scene. They were doing CPR all the way into the ambulance and in the ambulance to the hospital. We drove to the hospital. They're still doing CPR when they're pulling him out of the ambulance. And now we're just waiting to find out, like, did the guy die or didn't he die? Is this a murder investigation or just a shooting investigation? All five of the women 
that I had previously dated, and when I say date, like we went on one or two dates, they're all texting me, giving me information about what's going on because we're still friends. We're networked now and we're, we're just kind of helping each other. I, I never could understand people who date other people, you like each other, you get along, but then the relationship doesn't work out and you never talk to each other again. I hate that because it, it, it's almost like it was a waste. It was a waste of time. But if you, can stay, if you stay friendly with each other, there's always things that you can do to help each other out. And, you know, I've had ex-girlfriends well, call me. Well, then let me ask you this. I think you're on to something very important. Really? Yes. How often does that happen? How do you maintain or what do you do with – how do you – what is the trick in remaining truly friendly without any hard or um, uh, hurt feelings? It's the breakup. Okay. It's how you break up. Yes. Okay. So how do you do it then? Um, no hostility. Right? right. So right. when when Paula and I broke up, it was probably the most brutal breakup in the history of mankind. All right. Right. Uh, we broke up eight years ago, February. Last week, for the first time ever, she's coming out of the post office and she said hello to me. First time, like I used to see her all the time, and I'd say hi. She wouldn't even say hi. Last week or the week before, because my time frames are always off, she said hi. So I said hi, and we chatted a little bit. We agreed. Hey, maybe we should just go for coffee and just kind of catch up. Really? Right? So, like, yeah. for the first time in eight years, right? Mm. Because that was a brutal, brutal breakup. None of my other breakups were like that. When Penny and I broke up, we just kind of, we, we were together for three years. Um, she came to me and said, you know, I just, I just don't think this is working. Mm. Our schedules don't work. We don't get to see each other that much. We both kind of want different things out of life. And I still like you. I still love you. I still, you know, if you ever need anything, let me know. But I just, I don't, I don't think I want to be in a relationship anymore. And I agreed because it was something that I was kind of putting off for a while anyway. I kind of felt the same way, but I was trying to make it work. Um, if she called me tomorrow and said, look, I'm in Connecticut. My car's broken down and I've got nobody else to call. I get in my car and go get her. There's, there was no animosity with you and Penny? I thought there was. I, I think she may have some animosity toward me. Okay. But I have no animosity. And right. most of the women, when, I, when, we, when we go out and it doesn't work, there isn't really even a breakup. It's just kind of like mm. we kind of just stop calling each other. It just kind of okay. fades. All right. Um, but That's I good. think if, if you can, make, an, if you can well, make a concerted, to answer your question, if yes. you can make a concerted effort to not be hostile during a breakup, no matter how angry you might be, no matter how, what has transpired, you, you just kind of want to – it's kind of like when you get a job, right? So you had a job for five years and you want to quit. You don't want to go out throwing everybody the finger because that could come out to haunt you later on somewhere down the line, right? Because I believe in karma. I think oh, I could totally see Paul walking out, both <laughs> right. guns blazing. Right? <laughs> but, and I think it's the same thing with relationships. If you can do it in a way that you, it's not hostile um, and you don't leave with hostile feelings, nine times out of ten. Right. Hostility can be broken up into two categories, anger and hurt. Yes. All right. Think about that. Yes. Are you only talking about anger here? Yes. All right. What about what about all that hurt? That you you were you can't avoid hurt. I know you were with Penny for what? Would you so, say oh, eleven three, years? No, I was Paula eleven years. I'm sorry, Paula eleven years. So even three years, even three months sometimes. Right. Um, you become emotionally and rather you know psychologically at least semi bonded to the person in a certain way. It's uh, it's very difficult not to feel that hurt, no? Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm, then, st I'm still hurt yeah. about the way we broke up. Not that we broke up. Yes. But about the way we broke Who's up. Who's the we now? Me, me, when, I, when Paul and I broke oh, up. Oh, Paula, yeah. All right. So when we broke up, I was very, very hurt about the way we broke up. You want to uh, divulge a little bit about what happened so that we can understand this a I little? I guess so. So, um, I don't know. Um, it doesn't have to be every detail. But so sh we, we had... We'd, we kind of decided that it wasn't working. I, I, when I 
am committed to something, I'm into the finish line. Yeah. So even though it wasn't working, I was still trying. And I think she was kind of still trying to in her own way. Um, yeah, I don't want to go any. I don't want to go into any more <laughs> of that. All right. Well, then let me. Uh, we're going to be having coffee next week. I don't want to blow it, you know. Let me challenge you on this, <laughs> and it doesn't have to do directly with Paula. Okay. In general. Yeah. In general, what do you mean by working? When you say it's not working, what does working mean? Well, when you're in a relationship and everything yeah. becomes hostile, when a girl, put, right. when a woman Hostility. puts, when here's a, here's a good. If you're All a guy, right? If you got, if you're at home listening, when your significant other puts her hand on her hip. And says, what's that supposed to mean? That's a really bad sign. Right? When a woman is reading into what you say and what you do and assuming the worst, not the best, yes. that creates hostility. No question. And that's a recipe for disaster. So, no you know, question. there were things that were going on at the end of my relationship with Paula where she was doing things and I was doing things and we were interpreting the other people, the other person's behavior in a hostile way that they were doing it to hurt, be hurtful, that they were doing it that each of us were doing it to tweak the other person, to piss off the other person. And that just creates more hostility, and that's a snowball mm. that rolls downhill that you just can't stop sometimes. Um, I, I, th- I think I would love to have broken up differently because my – we always said when Paul and I first got together that, if, look, if we, cause we were such great friends. Like, it was such a great relationship for 10 years. And we always said, look, if we ever break up, we, we've got to remain friends. Because we have just so much fun together. She was a lawyer. She was politically involved. I'm politically involved. And it just, it worked. It really worked for a long time. And we always promised each other that if and when we ever broke up, that we would, that we would never, like, not talk to each other. And then it happened. And it got, well, more, and it got more and more brutal as time went on. And I have to take the, the lion's share for, 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 the, for the hostility after the breakup, but during the breakup, no. During the breakup, it was her. After the breakup, right. it was certainly me. I burned a lot of bridges. All right. But she, she, did she have reason to be hostile? I think she believed she had reason to be hostile. Um, okay. There was some unfaithfulness going on, not on my part. And um, I moved out and two days later went back to the house to get some stuff. And there was a new guy sitting in my chair eating dinner with my kids as if, like, you know, ever watch uh, 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 soap operas and a, a character, uh, an actor dies? Yes. And another guy takes his place and they yes. say, the part of Jim yes. Smith is now being played. But that's what I felt like. I walked in yes. and saw a guy sitting there and I went, the part of Tom Duggan is now being played by Rini Archambault. I'm like, wait, what? What the <laughs> hell is this? Like, I've been gone for two days. So I, I, right. I, I don't think, I think the after the break, during the breakup, and after the breakup is when most of the hurt and most of the problems occur. And it does affect your next couple of relationships. I mean, I dated Penny almost right away after that. And I think one of the reasons Penny and I didn't work out is because I dated her too soon after I broke up with Paula. And there was always that shadow of Paula and the girls in the background of the relationship. And, and I, think it, I think it affected the relationship to the point where it just couldn't work. All but, right. But Penny it's and I, time. Penny, it's, it, Penny and I broke up. And it was a great breakup. Like, we just kind of agreed that, like, it wasn't working. And then, you know, she had that little, that little incident that she had where her lungs collapsed coming back from Hawaii. I went to visit her in the hospital. I brought her food. Uh, we went out for lunch a couple of times when she got out of the hospital. Everything was fine yeah. until she got a new boyfriend. And then suddenly I, well, was a, suddenly I was an asshole and I was blocked on Facebook and everything I did yeah. was wrong. And she totally saw everything in our relationship in a totally different light. And then that's where the hostility on her end came. Um, but once again, any girl that I've ever dated, no exception, 
If I get a call at 3 o'clock in the morning and they said, I'm stuck in Vermont and my car is broken down. I've got no money for a tow. Can you come get me? I'd get in my car and I'd go get them. Okay. Here's the question. We have to get back to the idea of end. All right. Isn't it obvious? All right, no, let me put it this way. Isn't it inevitable that there is going to be a sour breakup if you remain dating somebody for 11 years without it going past that? I don't understand the question, Paul. What's the, what is the... Paula, when she broke up with you and dated this other guy, was married to him like within a couple of years. No, no, no. It was a different guy. So she broke, we broke up. Right. And yeah. within two days, she was seeing someone else. Right. And a year later, she married a different guy. Okay. Right? All right. So when Paula and I were together, but, she asked me to marry her twice. I said no twice. Yeah. Isn't it obvious what she was looking for? Yeah, she wanted it's, to be married. Okay. She didn't want to be married to me. She wanted to be married. And the proof is a year after we broke up, she was married to some other guy. So well, when because, she asked me because to marry, you didn't marry her. But she, again, she didn't want to be married to me. She just wanted to be married. Then why was she dating you for 11 years exclusively if she didn't I, want to be married to you but I, wanted to be married? I don't know, but the proof is a year uh, after we broke up, she married another guy. Well, who, she who could have been married to you. That could have been an option. You just weren't into it. So she wanted to be married. You weren't willing he, to deliver Tom the is, goods. Tom is denying that. Yeah, Hello? Tom's denying that. Is our, what is am our, I denying? Is this on? Yeah, it's on. Right. Okay. What am I denying? You're denying what he just said. That yes, I'm denying what you said, whatever it was. That, that she could be married to you, but you You could have been it. the guy. She wasn't, she wasn't omitting you from her life as far as a possibility for being married. She wanted to be married. You weren't willing to deliver the goods. Therefore, she had to move on. I wasn't willing to deliver the goods because she didn't want to be married to me. <laughs> she wanted to be married. So in other words, she was looking for a husband for 11 years yes. while she was dating you. Yes, and she was hoping that it would be me. <laughs> oh, but if she really loved me and really wanted to marry me, yes. after we broke up, some time would have gone by and we would have found a way to reconcile and make it work. Instead, she went looking for another guy to marry. So, her, oh. so when a well, woman's... In, in her mind, 11 years is probably enough. For what? To wait for you to be ready to be married. What happened to eternity? Uh, eternity happens after you marry someone, oh, not well, before. Yeah, that's a, well, typically listen, a if, result of the vows. If you love <laughs> someone enough that you want to marry them and spend the rest of your life with them... That shouldn't change if they say no. Love is unconditional. You don't love somebody until they treat you badly. You don't love somebody right. until they do something now you don't you like. Wanna, now you want to get to beneath if the you surface. If you love somebody, it's like your children, right? You love your children, and sometimes they act like assholes, and sometimes they badmouth you publicly, and sometimes they do things you hate. But you still love them. You still want the best for them. And it's the same thing with a, with a romantic relationship. If you really love somebody, it's not conditioned on how they treated you or what they said about you or, or, or what, what happened in the relationship. If you really love someone so much that you want to spend the rest of your life with them, you're not looking for another guy a year later and just marrying somebody else. I'm sorry. That's just a fact. I mean, that's just that's reality. I would think you'd be on board with that, Paul. There's too much to say here. Can, can I just uh, can well, I start? Well, we got time. It's, All right. You would think that the Let show would go. almost be over, but it's only 2.27. <laughs> Let me go a little beneath the, longest the surface show here. Ever. There are... Driving me to smoke. All right, really quickly. You know, you, you know I've, um, I've written articles for the Valley Patriot called What is Love? Yes, those yes. are some of your best columns. All right. Let me just for it's the audience... It's all like religioned up, but it's still pretty good. For the audience and, and for your reminder's sake, let me just um, quickly synops- uh, give, us, give it a synopsis. We are at a great disadvantage uh, with the English language because we only have one word for love. We, yes. can, we can love our, our mother. We can love our car. We can love the color red. If you're going into this agape crap, I'm just going to take a break. We can love our dog, etc. And that's exactly what I'm going into. There are, of course he is. 
in the ancient Greeks. It's another five bucks, Jonathan. Go ahead. There are actually three kinds of love, and I think these there there are three basic categories of love, three different kinds of kinds of love, which is uh, if to use the Greek words eros, philia, and agape. Right. Eros is what? You want to take a guess? What kind of love is eros, Tom? Sexual. Uh, yeah, it includes sexual. It's an attraction kind of love. Right. right. It's a need kind of love. I'm looking to fill my need. I'm attracted to this. I want it for me. Right. That, that's eros kind of love. Well, that's a selfish love. Uh, it's a self-centered um, love, but it can be okay. And here's the, here's the trick. If your relationship... He's already lost me, but hopefully the audience is still... Well, agape is the other kind of love, which is sort of the opposite. It's a selfless, sacrificial kind of love. Can, is love conditional? No, that's just what I was right, to say. Well, that's my point. Agape love yes. is unconditional love. Right. Eros love is conditional love. Right. So if your, if your relationship is based on eros without it quickly or rather quickly evolving into agape, right. it's, going to be, it's going to be selfishness and abuse right. involved in it. I still love... Every woman yeah. that I've ever loved. With an agape kind of love. Yes. All right. All right, good. Good. So, because so it was real. The ones that were real. So if you it, will if it's real, time's not going to change it and circumstances aren't going to change it. You may not be able to be together. Maybe the circumstances you can't be together. Maybe the relationship didn't work so you can't be together. But if you loved them at some point, if you fell in love with them or you loved them, you're always going to love them because that's what love is. Love is this pure, um, irrational illogical well, that's, emotion. That's, I don't agree with that. that, that that's eros. That you feel. I, no, I, I just, that's, that's eros. I, I can't believe these that's, words are coming out of your mouth. Well, it's just what this it is. Did not, I did not see this coming. Selfless sacrificial love is chosen. It's a freely chosen love. I choose. I am committed to your good despite the sacrifice it you does can't, to me. Uh, you, can't choose, you can't choose to love somebody. No, I'm just saying. That's, and you certainly can't choose not to love somebody. Of course you can. No, you really you can. can't. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe that for one minute. What does it mean to love your neighbor? To care about his good, well, right? Not, well, I mean, I That's think... That's chosen. When you say you love your neighbor, you don't really love your neighbor. Yes, you You're do. using the word love, but you don't really love. You That's, might care about no, them. You the might highest, hope for the best for them. You That's don't love the highest them. kind of love because it's personally chosen. I couldn't give two shits if my neighbor... <laughs> d- I mean, seriously, I don't care what my neighbors do. I, I, I hope the best yeah. for them. Yes, uh, you but, do. But, but I don't care. I don't, I don't have a love for them. I don't love my neighbor. In fact, I don't even love humanity at this point. I'm Kanye would be very disappointed I in you, Tom Duggan. I know. I'm not a big Kanye fan, so that's okay. But you don't have to be attracted to your neighbor in order to love your neighbor. That's, well, yeah, but again, I think right. you're using the word love incorrectly. I'm using I'm the, the freely chosen <laughs> love. Uh, the, the commitment to the good of the other is agape. The attraction kind of love is the eros. If that's I all meet, I'm saying. If I meet, Distinguish between If those. I meet someone tomorrow... Yeah. And we spend some time together, and I, lo- and I find myself loving them. Okay. That's not going to change if they steal from me, okay. if they lie to me, if they cheat on me, uh, if they go out and they badmouth me on Facebook, if they sabotage my business. I might hate all of those things that they did, but it yes. doesn't mean I hate them. Okay. And it doesn't mean I stop loving them any more than if your child goes out and steals your car right? Yeah. And crashes it and they're drunk and then they tell right. the cop you said it was okay. Okay, so you, you still, still love your child. So it's... it's you still care about their the good. Yes. You still care about them. Okay. Yes. Therefore and it's not, what? And it's not conditional. Marriage, marital love is different than simple agape love because you can still love somebody who got married to somebody else. You mm-hmm. can care about their good mm-hmm. even though you can't... And, and part of that caring about their good is hoping that they have a good marriage with that other person. So when you, when you speak about, um, you know, why doesn't Paula still love, maybe she does still love you in, a, in an agape kind of hoping that you uh, do well in life. Yeah, that would uh, be great. Maybe she still does. However, 
marital love is distinct from that in as much as I want to be in union with someone as my partner that might produce children. Yeah, right. Want to take a break, Mr. Jonathan? I don't think I can even unpack that. Let's take a quick break. Elizabeth, you change, you change your mind? You, you don't want to come up and chat about love and relationships? What was that? We'll be right back with the Paying Attention Podcast. Let's thank our sponsors. We want to thank Fred the Barber on uh, South Broadway in Lawrence. A $15 haircut. You can't beat that. Fred the Barber is sponsored by Ken DeLuca, who is a customer of Fred the Barber, who um, said, came to the office and said, you know, I want to help your show, and I want to help Fred the Barber, so I'm going to buy a sponsorship for Fred the Barber. That's and awesome. At some point in the next couple of days, i got to go get my haircut again. So I shop with the people who do business with us, and my crew shops with the people who do business with us. So my writers, my advertisers, people who support our show, because they support us, they will do business with the people who are doing business with us. Then you get A&M Auto Body. We get our friend Angelo over there, Angelo Memolo over there, and uh, he does uh, great work on your car. So if you got a ding in your car, somebody hits you, you got a mechanical problem, you bring it to A&M Auto. He's on South Broadway in Lawrence on Inman Street. You drop your car off. You walk down half a block to Fred the Barber, get your haircut while you're waiting, and you go back to uh, pick up your car, and Angelo will take care of you. Um, so what's the address there? 341 Three f- South Broadway, Lawrence, Massachusetts. Then we get Joe Zingales, Rosanna Zingales Lopez from Century 21. They have been with us from the very first edition of the Valley Patriot. They've been with us from the very first Paying Attention show, which was in 1999, back when he was Remax. He's not Remax anymore. Now he's Century 21, Team Zingales. And they sponsor our bash. They gave a $1,000 scholarship this year. They gave a $2,000 scholarship last year. And that money comes right out of their pocket. That's not like they're collecting money from other people and just using it like I do. They actually took money out of their pocket. So I don't know why these guys love me so much. I really don't. But Twin Lights, let me tell you how, how dedicated I am to helping my sponsors. The guys at Twin Lights Security needed an extra security guard. Um, security guard. I'm not really a guard, but like an extra security guy to do private investigations and to do security for a certain thing in Boston. And they posted it on my page and asked if it was okay if they could use my page to solicit hiring people. And I said, you know what? As busy as I am, these guys sponsor the show. They sponsor the Valley Patriot. They give us $1,000 for the bash. I'm going to go work for these guys. So I called up Pat McLaughlin and I said, look, you help us every single time we need something. Whenever I put out a call, you're there. If you need an extra person and you're short... I'll take the night off and I'll come work for you. And so I, ha- so I have been. I've been doing some work for them because they're helping us. And so there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to find a way to help them in the meantime. So if you need security or if you're getting divorced and you need a private investigator, if you have a business and you need a private investigator or security, uh, you want to call Twin Lights Security. They're based out of Gloucester, but they're very local. All righty. It's great to have a, uh, a, a one-man audience, isn't it? Yeah. We want to thank our studio audience, yes. Elizabeth. She is the crowd. <laughs> Here on the Paying Attention Podcast. Thank you so thank much you. for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, too. Um, <coughs> I was live a couple nights ago. 
driving through Lawrence, chasing police calls. It was a very slow night, and I got, I got slammed on, uh, on, on Lawrence Street. This guy just, his, his brakes failed, and he just slammed into me, and he, he fishboned my car. It spun me around really? a couple times. And you watch the video, it's actually pretty horrifying to watch. It wasn't that horrifying being there, hmm. um, but when I watched the video afterwards, I'm like, man, how did I you, survive that? You were in the car. Yeah, and, I was, and, I was and, driving, and no, the guy uh, hit me. No, no, nothing? No, no. scratches? <coughs> His car was totaled. Hmm. Uh, my back door has a dent. All right. And, and whose um, who's fault was it? It was, uh, well, I, I assume that they're going to rule it his fault because he told the officer that his brakes failed. Oh, okay. That automatically makes it his fault in Massachusetts. Right. Um, so I called Commerce Insurance. It's my insurance company. I go through Sullivan Insurance. They're an advertiser. We always shop with people who do, we always do business with people that do business with us. Commerce Insurance called me and said, okay, this is what the estimate's going to be. Do you have a preference on where you want to bring your car? And the answer is yes, I have a preference on where I bring my car. We wanted to go to AM Auto Body on South Lawrence, on South Broadway in Lawrence, bring it to Angelo Memolo. He sponsors this show, he sponsors the Valley Patriot. He gave us, I think, $1,000 for our scholarships for our charity bash this year. Angelo has never said no to us anytime we've gone to him and asked him for anything. He's always, he's always in with both feet before I finish asking the question. So why wouldn't I want to give him my business? So I want everybody who's listening, if you live in the Greater Lawrence area and you have a problem with your car, that's where you want to bring your car if you have a problem. Because Angel is not just a guy who advertises with us. He's a guy that actually participates in stuff in the community. He actually like, helped us with our scholarships. And he didn't have to do that because he was already advertised. He was already giving us a, a, you know, money for the show and everything. So I was more than happy to do that. And so at some point, I think on Monday, I'm bringing my car down to A&M Auto Body. Hmm. And two blocks away from A&M Auto Body is Fred the Barber, who also sponsors Fred the show. Fred the Barber. So I'm going to drop off my car. I'm going to walk down two blocks to Fred the Barber, get my hair cut, and then I'm going to go back and pick up my car. Cool. Is he near Joe the Plumber, or is that another state? No, I think okay. he's in Ohio. Okay. Right. Fred the Barber. So we were talking about relationships before the break. And yeah, our, one, a, our one-man crowd uh, wanted, me, wanted me to elaborate on the, <laughs> the three kinds of love that I started. So basically, the three kinds of love are uh, eros, philia, and agape. Eros relates to an attraction need kind of love. Agape is selfless, sacrificial commitment to the good of the other kind of right. love. That's what I'm in for. The I'm just not looking for it, the but I'm, middle I'm happy to have it if it shows up. Or the third kind of love is philia. Yeah, now what's that? This is the touchy-feely side of love, I no, think. No, That's my guess. No, actually, eros is more the touchy-feely. Damn it. Uh, philia, can you think of a, a, an American city that has that as its first uh, part of the name? Yeah, we, it's, it's only a <laughs> one-hour show, Paul. Just get to it. <laughs> Would this be the brotherly kind? Philadelphia, yeah, city of brotherly love. Philia is a friendship family kind of love. So you love your sister in a different way than you love your wife in a different way than you love uh, your neighbor. Or your sexual partner. Okay. Well, I was going with the eros. I'm trying to stay with the three. All right. So, um, I yeah. just totally threw Paul off. You mentioned sex in that city. He's in no. a different universe. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> if you... I mean, we could talk about... Totally off his game now, right, Jonathan? Right? Am I wrong about this? Yeah. On Facebook, he's a, he's a little better because he has time no, between time to think posts. About it. Sexual attraction and intimacy uh, initially begin with eros kind of love. Right. You're attracted to somebody. You want to, you want to get to know them more. You want to see a little more of them. Or a uh, lot more of them. Or a lot more of them. You're attracted to them. So it right. begins... But like I said earlier, if a relationship continues on the path of eros without agape and, and without philia, 
then you've got yourself uh, a relationship based on selfishness. Right. And, and that's a disaster. To, and that's a recipe be, for disaster. That's a recipe for disaster. Right. No question. Just ask BMBIs. We won't go into that. So when it comes to marriage, it's good to have all three of these kinds of love. But you know what? Think of the marriage vows. I blank take you blank to be my lawfully wedded spouse, for better or for worse, for richer and for poorer, in sickness and in health, until death do us part. Mm -hmm. Is that language of eros? There's, there's nothing in those vows that say, until I stop being attracted to you. Right. Uh, or until or I until you're Or until you're mean to me. Or until I fall out of love. Right. Or until you gain... Can you fall out of love? Or until you gain 50 pounds. We were talking about this on Facebook last night. Can you fall out of love? Yes. You think so? I think you can too. I think you can fall out of love if you're in love with someone. But I think if you love them, which is different, you're always going to love them. If the love is real, if you really... Like, I still love Paula, right? I'm not in love with her, but I still love her. I still love Penny. I'm not in love with her, but I still love her. I still want the best for her. I want her kids to be well. I want her, her life to be well. She's with a new guy. I hope it works out for her. I hope she finds happiness. And I hope Paula finds happiness too. I still love them and I want the best for them. I'm not in love with them anymore. So I agree with you, Paul. Well, being I think you could fall out of love, but that doesn't mean you stop loving them. And I think most people confuse that. They think, I'm not yeah. in love with well, them anymore, therefore I don't love them. And that's the difference between Eris and Agape. But you're right. Think about the, just think about the term itself. Fall in love. Right. What happens? You don't choose it. You fall. Right. It's almost like involuntary. I still don't think you can choose to love someone. But wait a minute. This notion of being in love, yes. it really is involuntary. It well, happens, of course it is. It happens to you. Right. It wells up within you. Right. That is, in, in a sense... It's irrational and you can't control it's, it's it and irrational, you can't choose right. it. In, in a sense, we share that kind of love with other animals. They too have passions uh, that, that they deal with. But the question for us is, since we're persons and not only animals... How do we direct that? Right. And what do I choose to do with this? And do I choose for the, to, to channel it for the good of the other? And that's where you take Eros and you channel it through Agape. Excellent. Well, that's the end of the show. Thanks for coming, everybody. Anyway, but I, I agree with you that being in love and loving somebody are different. And I think in our culture today, and for the past 50 or so years, we've way overemphasized the emotional um, notion of love what do you do love. what do you do this happened to me in a recent yeah. relationship what do you do when you're dating somebody and you've only been dating them for a short period of time and they say i love you that's nice and you're not ready like you're not in love with them yet you don't love them yet and 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 they i i think i think the word love gets misused Oh, no question. And I think most people are confused about what love really is. Can I, can I answer that question with how I did it with my now wife? Absolutely, All Paul. Right. We want All our right. audience to benefit from your experience. Now, we, <laughs> I don't know if they will, but we dated for a couple of years, right? Yep. And, and I tried really hard to break you guys up, too. Yeah, you, as you always do. But um, we decided, we talked about this, and we decided we are not going to use that term, I love you, until... Uh, or unless we become engaged. Yeah, see, that's way too scripted. And we never did. Yeah, that's way too scripted. It's, it's not way too scripted because you're right in saying that if somebody says, I love you, what, it, what exactly does that mean? Does it put pressure on the other one? Yeah, or, it does. And what exactly does it mean? On our third date, Penny told me she loved me. And then, yeah. and then if you don't say it back, oh, man, are you in trouble. Sean, am I right? You, someone says, I love you on a third date, you don't say it back? Wow, are you screwed? And then I got the look because I didn't say it back right yeah. away. If someone says it to me on a third date, I'm tapping out. Yeah. Later. What, what was that? Yeah, see, Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth's with me. 
Yes. She should be up here. So she should be up she here. She should be up here. It would be a great addition to the program. She yeah, won't come up, you. though. Yeah. No, she won't come up. All right, that's for you. Um, so Penny said I love you. Like it was like, yeah, maybe it was a third or fourth date. I didn't say it back. Okay. And then I got the look. Yes. And maybe about a week later, she slipped it in again. And I knew the second time she said it, she was saying it to see what my reaction was going to be. Mm. <coughs> and it, we had a long talk about it. I didn't say it back. Um, the third time, she, I think she waited like a month or two after that. And I just succumbed. <laughs> you succumbed to the pressure. I did. I did. But that's why they yeah. do it. That's why women do that, right? It's the, it's the pressure of... You know, but see, she. This is a, this was another relationship, and I don't want to badmouth Penny. She's wonderful. Yes. But there was at one point in the relationship, shortly before we broke up, where she was talking about us buying a house together. And I was like, Yeah, I don't, I don't know that that's even a discussion we should be having, which horrified her, because she's thinking about us being together forever. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, you know, other stuff. What other stuff? Well, not, that, not so much that we're going to be together forever, but like I'm still kind of waiting to see where this is going to go. Okay. All right. Fair and, enough. And so I, I think Penny and I probably could have worked. Yeah. Um, I certainly think Paula and I could have worked had circumstances been differently. Um, but I think about a month after we were talking, she was talking about buying a house together. Yeah. She was breaking up with me. Because so I was like, imagine, but just imagine if I had gone down the road with her and said, okay, let's buy a house together. And then after we bought the house together, I did something yeah. that she didn't like. And then suddenly she's off in a different direction. Now so there's, there's a point where a woman wants a commitment. Right. That's the point that right. you're not. You, you want a commitment, but you don't want a commitment from me. You don't want a commitment from me. Yes. You want a commitment. No, no. There's a point where she wanted. It goes a back to the Paula thing. She wanted a commitment from you. And since you didn't get, give her that commitment. Right. Then she gave up on you. She did. I yes. agree with that. She gave up. She gave up on not you as a being a happy person somewhere in life, but you as a potential spouse. Right. That's what she gave up right. on. All right. Do so you blame her? You're no longer mateable at that point. Right. Yeah. Do I blame her? Yes. Okay. You blame her. Yeah. Let's, let's How re- long should she wait for you to give her that lifelong until commitment? It's re- until, it's, until it's right. Until it's ready. Until it's right or ready. Okay. Right? So, so let's, rever- let's reverse it. Yes. Let's say I'm, the, I'm in the relationship uh, and, I, and I'm in love with someone and I want to marry them. Okay. And they're not ready. Well, let's see. I love her. I'm in love with her. And I want to marry her and I want to spend the rest of my life with her. And she says no. Or she doesn't give me an answer. She wants to think about it and we got to work something out. I'm not going to be like put a time frame on it because there should never be a time frame on love. I'm not going to say, okay, well, listen, I'm looking at my watch now. Jeez, you know, we've been together for three years, and you haven't given me what I want, so I'm going to go you look for it somewhere else. If I'm going if if to – if it's even an option to go look for a commitment from someone else mm-hmm. because you're not getting the commitment from the person that you want, then it's clear that your priority is to have a commitment to anybody, not me. And the woman that I'm going to, if I'm going to end up with somebody, if I'm going to get married, if I'm going to be in a a permanent relationship at some point, which could probably happen, right? It's going to be because the person wants to be with me. They want to marry me. And if I say no, they're still in. They're not looking somewhere else. So if I'm with, let's say, let's say uh, the redhead, right? Let's say the redhead decides she wants to come back and, and we fall in love and, um, tell me when I can tell you, say where, where you're wrong. All right, all right. In a second, I'm sure. All right. um, so let's say the redhead comes back. I fall in love with her. I ask her to marry me. She says no. Okay. 
Why would I put a time frame on that? I've already decided that I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. Okay. Why would waiting 11 years be an, why would why would waiting 11 years be a problem? Why would waiting 3 months be a problem? Why would waiting 20 years be a problem? Forever still forever. You don't have uh, this fictitious clock ticking in your head. Right. That that I, I think society kind of puts that pressure on women. It's, they have to they have to hit these benchmarks in order nuts. to be considered successful women. Period. I, I I disagree with thinking that it's society that does it. I think that women have biological <laughs> clocks. Of course they do. Women, uh, by their very nature, just like they just like by our very nature, we seek to eat food on a daily basis. Right. Women, by their very nature seek to procreate. And right. by the way, so do we, but in a different way, obviously. Right. We seek to father, they seek to nurture. We just seek sex, basically. <laughs> well, we're, we're created in <laughs> different don't, ways. Don't, don't candy coat it, Paul. We, we, we seek to make the babies, they seek to nurture the babies. Right. So, um, and that's just how Mother Nature is with us. But um, if, if you're going to say, I'm not ready now after 11 years or after three years, right. um, and, but I might be, give me a little time um, you know, she should make the decision as to how much time she can give you. Why? She was ready to go forever. But when a, she, hold I on. Know, but when she asked, she was ready to go forever. Because but then suddenly there's a might. time frame on it because you didn't give her the answer because, that she wanted. Well, forever's forever. Is it forever forever? Because you might not make that commitment. Your commitments, in other words, your answer to the question of commitment might be no. I think what I'm trying to say, and I think what you're missing is, if a, if a person, man or woman, it's usually women, but sometimes it's men, right? If, if you're, there's two separate goals. I want to marry you because I love you and want to spend the rest of my life with you versus I want to be married. And that's what I'm trying to say is I think that it's two separate things. And if, if you've got someone that has confused those, that's when you start getting time frames. I don't want a time frame. I might say, no, I'm not ready to get married. And six months later, for some reason, something happens in my life, and now suddenly I'm ready. I know, but I you might not be. Did you understand what I'm about to say? That's right, you but may still, never be. Right, but we're still together. Whether, yes. Whether we've got that piece of paper or not, we're still together. And if you were ready to go for, for eternity with me, if you were ready to go till death do us part, six months ago when you asked, six months later, if you didn't get the answer that you wanted and you're looking to walk away, then you've made the right decision saying no. You're, you're, you're missing this point. Okay. You could walk away. Right. She's saying, I need a commitment from you so that you, it, you can't just come walk away in a year or five years, ten years from now. Doesn't that make sense? You, you can always walk away after you get married. You can always go, how many divorces are there well, every day? Well, that, that's, that's another show. Right. Yeah, about, you don't uh, get married with the intent of the, getting divorced. About the meaning of marriage. Right. That's another show. Right, but, but I, I guess I'm stuck on the word forever. Like when I was with Paula... I never in my mind could have envisioned a future where I was not with Paula. I could never in my mind envision a future where I was single again, which is why I'm so wild right now, right? Because for the last eight years, I'm living, I feel like I'm living somebody else's life. I always pictured myself being in a family situation with Paula and the girls. And so when that fell apart, it was like I looked around and was like, well, whose life am I living now? Like, well, let me ask you this. Like I, I, it, it, was, it was very discombobulating. Like you, it's, it's total right. cognitive dissonance. Total, total dissonance. Then let me ask you this. If you could never picture yourself ever um, living away from Paula and not in a relationship with her, why didn't you at that moment, as soon as, you, as, soon as that happened in your head, that I can't imagine. Why don't you just commit to her right there? What was it that, that kept you from that? Was it financial? Was it economic? No, no, what was it? No. It was 
I knew that what she wanted was to be married, not to be married to so me. So you didn't think she loved you? She loved me. Absolutely, she loved me. And absolutely, she was in love with me. And she made tremendous sacrifices for the relationship as I did. She probably made more sacrifices than I did in full disclosure. So then at that point, why didn't you just give that full total commitment? Because I knew she just wanted to be married. And the proof was when we broke up, she married someone within a year. So if, if listen, I haven't married anybody since then, right? Yeah. I actually thought for the first five years after we broke up that at some point, Paula's going to come around. Right? It was just an idiotic, stupid thing that I had in my head that apparently proved to be wrong. Even after she married that other guy, I thought, you know what? It's probably not going to work, and eventually she'll come back. Because I know she loved me, and I know she was in love with me, and I certainly loved her. It took me five years after we broke up for me to actually start coming to terms with the fact that, you know, that's probably never going to happen. And it's probably never going to happen because... She didn't want to marry me. She wanted to be married. Her goal was marriage. And it didn't matter who that marriage was to. She wanted marriage. Okay. Here's, and that's here's okay. An, here's Listen, and, and, and by the way, I'm, I'm not deriding that, by the way. If that's what you're looking for in life and you're honest about that, that's great. And you should seek that and you should go for what makes you happy. But I want to be with someone who wants to marry me. And if I say no to the marriage proposal, they're still in. They're not looking for somebody else. They still want to be with me forever, even if they don't have that piece of paper that even, says we're committed. Even if they can't be with you forever, they, they, they should just forget about their own life? What do you mean? If they can't be with you forever. Well, you if, turned her down at if, that point. Yeah, if you won't give her... Yeah, but I didn't break up with her. I just said no. I just. Yeah, but if you won't give a, a permanent commitment, um, then she has a, a moral obligation to herself to continue to date you forever. And never be married and never have your children? I don't understand what part of this you're missing. If someone asks you to marry them, they're ready to be with you forever regardless of the conditions. But if you say no, how did that emotion, how did that love and emotion and commitment to be with me forever change? How did that change that? If you've changed that by saying no, that means it wasn't real. It means it wasn't real. No, she it, didn't it, really want to marry me. I don't understand. It means, How are you not getting this? I'm, We've been talking about this for an hour and we're still I going know. back and forth. Yeah, and, and see, while you think I'm not getting it, I'm relatively sure you're not. Listen, and I'm open to the possibility. I already have that in the show notes that he's not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if, if I don't give a Sean commitment. Sean the barista's with me. Even if, I, even if I have great, incredible, heartfelt feelings for a woman, mm-hmm. um, and if I say, you know, will you marry me? And she says, no, I don't want to marry you. Um, I'm not going to just say, okay, I'm not going to marry anyone else because I have great feelings for you. And even if you end up in f- a year from now finding somebody and marrying them, I'm still not going to marry somebody else because I have great feelings for you. You're idolized. You're making a woman an idol. You're making them a god. No, I think that if you love someone... Rather than a spouse. If you love someone so much that you're ready to change your entire life, to be with them forever until death do you part. If the person says no, that shouldn't change those feelings or those wants. No, because you're, be- asking, you're asking someone to take the next step with you. You're asking it, the person to go deeper into the relationship with you, which is what would help cement the forever. Right. So when, they, when, a, when this girl asked you to marry her, mm-hmm. she's saying to you, would you like to take our relationship to a deeper level? You say no, and you're expecting that she's going to go to the deeper place by herself. That doesn't work that way. You've got to hold hands and both jump into the pool, or she's going to have to jump in someone else's pool. By the way, my audience is with Paul. 
<laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting all these comments on Facebook. They're all with Paul. Well, I think the vast majority of the I, world is with Paul on this one. I, I think right. I, it seems to me that I, you I, are I, idolizing a kind of a – you're idolizing a, um, the emotional aspect of this. I think that love – not to cut you off, but right. I think that love, if it's real and you're ready to make it a forever thing, is unconditional to the point where even if the other person says no – you still want to be with them because you just you just finished telling them it's, you want to be with them forever. It's unconditional after the commitment occurs, not before. Well, but if you're asking, you're just yeah. asking to go deeper. If you're asking, then it's in your mind, in your heart, yeah. it's already, it's already there. Yeah. What you're saying is, do you want to? Because I do. Right. That's what you're saying. And then now, you say the person- no, and then you say no. They go off and they marry someone else. So how how permanent was that? Well, I don't think they just go off and marry somebody else. I think they uh, they they nurt they. In a year. They're heartbroken, of course. Um, I don't know. You're talking about Paula in a year. I, I don't know how she did it. Apparently, she started to um, disengage her heart probably uh, at the end of your relationship. Maybe, a kind, maybe, that's a, that's maybe, a kind way to put it. Maybe a whole year before mm-hmm. your relationship ended. That's I true. Don't. Yeah. It was that last year. So we, were prob- we, were, we were already broken up a year before we actually broke up. That's, looking back on it, that's definitely true. See, here's, if I can just step back here, over here for a second, right, and, and give, this a, uh, give this a bigger perspective. I think we need to ask ourselves why we get our hearts so involved with another, with another person if there isn't a permanent commitment, because mm-hmm. it's going to do damage to us. There are so many people walking around with shattered hearts, low self-esteem, and everything else that goes with that, the psychological problems that people have. Because of the quote-unquote relationship culture that we live in today, mm-hmm. I think we should go back to courting. Well, that, and that's what I'm doing. I'm dating. Right. Yeah, I think. I'm just dating people I, and seeing what happens. Right. And, and I also believe in karma. I don't think that you can go into a dating situation wanting to get married. If you're, if you're dating someone because you want to get married, that's a recipe for disaster. You should be dating people. See, I disagree and with that. And bringing people into your network so that the universe can give you that one person that's going to be your perfect person. Yeah. Do you pray to the universe a lot? Do I pray to the universe a lot? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dear universe, please give me the right. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what that was supposed to mean, but I'm playing along. I, I think it's funny. I, well, whether you call it God, whether you call it well, the universe, whether you call it karma, I really believe that... You know, they're, they're, if there's someone out there for you, the universe is going to make it happen. How many people get married because they get into a car accident? Well, and, and the woman in the other here's car, they exchange phone numbers. Next no thing question. you know, three years later, no question. the universe made that happen. You didn't try to make it happen. The universe right. made it right. happen. It's not either or. Uh, I, Can we go an extra hour today? That would be great. I do think that if you're living your life <laughs> and you're not just sulking at home watching soap operas, if you're living your life the way you're supposed to be living it, mm-hmm. I do think you will find somebody to marry. There's no question about it. So, so I agree live, with your, that. live your life. Right. However, if you're going to start dating or courting somebody, what is the end for which you're doing that? Is it just to see if they're a nice person so that I can um, say that I knew them one day? It's, it's, to, it's to meet new people. It's to maybe make well, new friends and maybe even get a girlfriend and maybe get married. But I think if you go into it with the goal, and then I think maybe the word goal is what I'm looking for. If you go into it with the goal of I'm looking for a mate, I'm looking for a permanent relationship, then I, 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 I just think you're starting off wrong. I but think you you're are looking for that. That's how we as the human right, race are programmed. Then you'll never get married if you're not looking for that. 
And, and why not? And you don't have to get married. I'm not why saying not? marriage is necessary. But if you're not looking for something, then you won't find it. I disagree. And or at least you won't choose it. You might find it, but you won't choose it if I'm you don't a, want it. I'm not against marriage. I'm not against a permanent relationship. I'm not against relationships in general. But I'm not looking for it. So when I go on a date with someone, I just want to get to know who they are. And maybe if we get a second date or a third date, then we can start yeah, thinking about whether or not, right? whether or not there's a... Well, maybe. Yeah, that, that's what, you, that's what you, you would like to happen. Maybe. Okay. All right, maybe not. And maybe not. It depends. Right. It depends on the person. It depends on how well you gel with them. Then it why, not, why, not go, why not then date a guy? If, 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 yeah, don't date guys. <laughs> Sean just <laughs> fell off his chair because he was hoping. What I'm saying is if, if the purpose is not um, to, to end up together in union with each other, then why not just hang out with friends? Well, isn't that what dating is? You, you, uh, not you go out, you have dinner, you have coffee, you go to a movie, you do stuff, you go to a concert. You, you spend some time together to see if this To is see if. That's it. To see if. Yeah, to see if That's this is going to see if it's going to go somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. So, if, so then but we if you agree. Have in your, but if you have in your mind where that somewhere is, like I'm willing to let it go okay. where the universe wants to take it. And maybe that's one of the reasons why I like aggressive women, right? Because aggressive women will, will just kind of take the reins and, and, and push you in a direction. Yeah. I kind of like that. You don't, you don't see life as having a natural order of, of having a, being a child, growing up, getting married, having children, and having grandchildren, and then dying. You don't, you don't see a natural order involved in life. So what you're saying is, well, whatever happens, happens, and I'll just sort of go along, and, and, maybe, and then I'll eventually die. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, in our next... Have we uh, horrified you enough, Elizabeth? No, no, she's enjoying this? She's lying. Oh, she is enjoying it. Good. See, if you want more women to, to watch your show, we've got to do more relationships. All right, shows. so Paul and I were talking during the break. Right. I think we're going to do a relationship show once a month. All right. Well, let's do this once a month because I think it's fun. Yeah. And I think people learn stuff. I certainly learn a lot. I love talking to you about this stuff because you're an expert. Um, <laughs> and as Jonathan said, he might not say it in front of you, but I'm going to tell you what he said when you weren't here. All right. He said, he said Paul is actually brilliant. He's <laughs> very so smart. Very brilliant. So smart. Right. And I agree with that, even though well, I don't agree with most of what you say. Uh, I learn a lot from you, and I'm glad that I do. Um, thank you. Both thank of you. you to all of our sponsors, Joe Zingales, Team Zingales. They help us. With our charity bash every day, they gave a $1,000 scholarship this year. Uh, we want to thank, uh, who else do we have? Fred we have the Barber. Fred the Barber. Angelo. Anum uh, Auto Body, Angelo. And we're forgetting somebody. Twin I know Light Security. Oh, Twin Light Security. Twin they're, Light the, Security. they're the best. I'm doing some private investigation work for them right now. Uh, if you need security for a business or need a private investigation for uh, a lawyer or a divorce or something, please give them a call. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Melvin Taylor says go home, so go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.